live streaming is on. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is April the 15th, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin's the next Bitcoin. Offended by selling. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. In motion. Compete. Don't complain. I'm offended by selling. Be relentless. Be a unique beast. Hello, my elite friends. Yeah, today used to be tax day, but it wasn't this year, was it? And it is late at night. This is like the latest show I've done in a long time. It's also the last night of Passover, and we light the Yortzite candle on the last night of Passover for, uh, well, this is lit for my father. You uh, light it for uh, your close relatives who have uh, passed away to remember them. And uh, you've seen me show the Yortzite candle on uh, various uh, holidays before and on my father's uh, Yortzite date. Uh, but there is the Yortzite candle uh, that is burning here. I just I like to show everyone when that's going on so we don't forget uh, where we're from, dudes. And you shouldn't forget that this Friday, this week in Bitcoin, is going to be at 7 p.m. East Coast time. That's 4 p.m. in L.A. It's going to be late in Europe, but early in Australia. It'll be 9 a.m. in Australia on Saturday by that point. Why am I saying Australia? Because Stefan Levera will be on This Week in Bitcoin with Brecky Von Bitcoin and David Bennett. Yes, Brecky Von Bitcoin from Twitter. He hasn't been on the show before. David Bennett and obviously Stefan Levera have been on the show before. Got to meet Stefan when I was in Sydney back in, uh, back in November. That was a good times with Hasman. Cook and Stefan Levera. Anyway, this Friday, if you're in the United States, it'll be Saturday morning by then in, in Sydney. I'll remind you tomorrow also. Uh, okay, so Glassnode. I like uh, the dudes at Glassnode, okay? And they say there's an influx of retail interest in uh, Bitcoin right now. Now, what, what the heck? Where are they getting these numbers from? Bitcoin experience in influx of new users. Uh, new user activity on the Bitcoin network has also accelerated with a net growth of entities almost tripling over the past month, rising from 6,000 to over 17,000 new entities per day. Okay, we've talked about what an entity is before. It's not necessarily a person, but it's just, it's definitely not only a Bitcoin address. Uh, I, I like that measurement of how many entities own because. Yeah, a, an exchange is an entity. A uh, a holding group is an entity. Uh, but so they're saying that there's been some safe haven interest from regular retail investors and that clearly new people, new entities have been buying in. They have the stats. It's an interesting article. It is linked to below. So is the following related though? The following, what I'm about to reveal about India Somebody posts a picture of a newspaper in India. I link to it below. Always check out all the links. Disruptmeister.com. Follow me on Twitter, of course, at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. And pound that like button right this second. Uh, the picture is a newspaper, and the headline is in India. It says, COVID lockdown 
unlocks interest of Indian in cryptocurrency trading. I don't think it said unlocks. I think I, I wrote that down long. <laughs> that <laughs> I don't know, but it, it COVID lockdown increases interest of Indians in cryptocurrency trading. That's what it was about. Uh, there's also a Yahoo uh, a Yahoo article: cryptocurrency trading volumes rise in India. So basically, they're saying the virus has freaked some Indians out. And perhaps they're using it as a safe haven. Also, the government, you know, approved the cryptocurrency last month or something like that. So, dudes, maybe that's where the new entities are coming from. There are a billion people there. And obviously, only a very, 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 very small percentage of them are in the Bitcoin right now. And probably only ever, uh, well... In the, in, in the near future, is only going to be a very small amount of them ever into it. But a small amount of over a billion, that's a lot. That could be a lot. So India, yes, fight back against the system by buying Bitcoin. Maybe that's what you're doing. Maybe that's your safe haven. Maybe safe haven. People, people said, oh, Bitcoin's not a safe haven anymore because when we had this crash, uh, dude, it's an ebb and flow, okay? Sometimes... Uh, Sometimes trendies are buying it because they're scared, okay? Sometimes when people are scared, they're selling it, okay? But it can definitely be used as a safe haven, especially in these uh, countries that are going to have bail-ins and where the government steals and where the government just keeps on printing away your fiat. We're going to talk about that in a second. I don't know why in any of these third world places why you want to have a bank account with any of this, uh, uh, any of your local fiat. Thus, Bitcoin is a safe haven, all right, it'll always be a safe haven for me. First of all, Bitcoin is my stable coin. Pound that like button. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Now, yeah, having freaking hype. It doesn't get canceled, dudes. Spread the word. 26 days away. That's linked to below, of course. Still not that much mainstream uh, mention of it yet. I'll get bored with the virus, I assume, and start talking about Bitcoin. <laughs> Who knows? You never know. Let me see if anybody has any questions over on the uh, the chat over on the chatathon side. We got you. Obviously, we only got Europeans in there right now because uh, the only American that is awake is me. <laughs> or if you're like in Hawaii or Alaska, you're awake also, possibly, possibly. Yeah. All right, back to uh, your regularly scheduled program. I've got conviction. You better believe there's a new freaking show here every single day. I don't care what freaking happens, dudes. You get a new show here every day. Now, uh, Bloomberg has an article. They don't mention it, they don't mention Bitcoin in it, but perhaps they should. Money has no meaning anymore. <laughs> Money is losing its meaning by throwing trillions of dollars at the coronavirus problem. Governments risk undermining trust in currencies. <laughs> oh, do they? Now, uh, I don't think money is losing its meaning. Fiat, government fiat might be losing its meaning. Yeah, but the 80 percenters are buying into it. Yeah, they're, they're believing the story. They keep on believing the story. But the, the story can only last so long. And it lasts, uh, doesn't last very long in these third world countries and uh, second tier currency nations and stuff. The dollar is uh, is the king of the the king of the fiat. So uh, yeah, that, that that's the best of the worst, right? So I mean, and that's trillions, trillions. 
Now, I, I'm not betting on the dollar. Uh, I'm betting on Bitcoin, clearly. Uh, but uh, I bet I bet the dollar over the South African Rand, of course. I mean, come on. But let's not compare. Why live in the fiat realm? There's a lot of you dudes that value your wealth in dollars, though. Sadly, you like stable coins. You like gambling your Bitcoin. You sell your Bitcoin for dollars which the government is just throwing around and burning up and doing all sorts of smoking the crack out of who knows what they're doing. But Hey man, you value your wealth in fiat. You be impulsive. I'm sticking with the Bitcoin long-term thinking. That's how I value my wealth, baby. And play this at two X. If you're watching this tape, of course, of course, coin telegraph article here. What is this coin telegraph? Oil companies will dominate Bitcoin mining in five years, says Marty Bent. Marty Bent has been on the This Week in Bitcoin show before. Best guest in the face space. Pound that like button when Adam says face instead of space. All right. If designed correctly, uh, if designed correctly, containers filled with Bitcoin miners have far superior uptime and are five times more profitable on average than sending the gas to a pipeline to sell. So Marty Bet thinks that these oil companies will use their excess gas uh, to uh, power up Bitcoin miners and that it'll be huge in five years. I picked up on this story back in early 2018 uh, when I read about Steve Barber, who I would eventually meet. And I've had Steve on the show before. Again, he's and he he's an upstream in Alberta. So I, I thought it was huge when I heard about it in 2018 and God willing in five years. Yeah. Oil companies dominating Bitcoin. Why not? Why not dominate Bitcoin mining? Compete. Don't complain. But it, there's, there's definitely an opportunity there. Uh, and Steve is proving that uh, up in Canada. Definitely. Uh, but Mar now they're writing up. Marty's writing about it. Great. Making big uh, five-year predictions. Awesome. Let's talk about the Netherlands real quick. Simon of the Netherlands sent me this article. And uh, he says, uh, what's it say here? Dutch, Dutch Bitcoin companies face millions uh, in unusual AML fees. Holland's Ministry of Finance has asked the central bank to help monitor the activity of the country's crypto industry, not only is this supervision excessive? It's also very expensive. Simon talked about this on a previous uh, This Week in Bitcoin, not the last one he was on, but the one he was on back in the winter. And uh, they've got these rules over in the European Union, AML rules to track people. And Holland, the Netherlands, whatever you want to call it, has the Dutch. <laughs> they've taken it to a new level. Not only do they follow the strict European rules, they, they made their own strict rules and it costs money and it adds an incredible amount of cost to cryptocurrency related companies in Holland and they're leaving. And it's it's ridiculous. Unusual. Yeah, unusual is, is one way of putting it. So I know I have a lot of uh, people who listen in the Netherlands uh, and watch in the Netherlands. So there it's linked to below. You guys already know what's up. Your country, a beautiful country, um, which I've never been to before, but I'll get there one day. Um, yeah, I don't know why you're adding this extra layer of uh, 
Well, but why not? Everybody's uh, everybody loves government uh, rules and regulations these days. They're trying to get their their uh, piece of the pie and adding their own regulations and rules to cryptocurrency companies. So sad. I mean, if, well, that's the thing. If if the people are willing to accept all sorts of crazy rules on, on their own personal lives, they'll they'll clearly accept rules on cryptocurrency. So that's why. Bitcoin people, I don't get why they accept government rules that limit their uh, that limit that restrict their movements. I mean, and then they complain about the government uh, restricting uh, trying uh, trying to restrict uh, Bitcoin related companies. Well, I mean, you're you're, you're accepting uh, one form of government regulation on your own body. <laughs> how can you uh, how can you argue against uh, regulation? Uh, against Bitcoin companies. You see, this is where I'm consistent, baby. No government is going to tell me to stay in my house. And I'm going to say no government should be messing with Bitcoin companies, okay? Right there. Pound that like button. Now, the block. What is the block? Oh, speaking about government regulations and heavy-handedness and just totalitarian type of state, Chinese local government employees to receive central bank digital currency in May, says a report. Okay, great. They're going to get their China coin. They can be tracked even more so than they're tracked now. Uh, and, and then there'll be some Americans who are begging for the Chinese model because of this virus. We got to do what the Chinese do. They don't even know what that means. We, we, should, we should follow the Chinese model. They, they, they don't know what that freaking means, okay? I don't care if the government knows I sneeze. Well, I want to protect old people, so the government should track every move I make and who I get in contact with. A anyway, so so if you, if you want the government to track every sneeze of yours, then you'll cl you'll clearly accept that the government uh, uh, you'll clearly accept the Fed coin that'll track track every single little financial uh, uh, movement that you make, and that's what uh, China coin is all about. And some people think it's awesome; they're having their own Fed coin. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. It'll be awesome if the Chinese who are forced into this, and again, they're they're testing it on local government employees first, which is it's good to you know test it on them because they're not going to rebel in any way. I mean, they're, they're working for the evil Chinese government. Uh, but I would love if uh, someone figures out a way to once that Chinese digital currency becomes well, what everyone uses in China. They figure out a way to turn it into Bitcoin. I'm sure the Chinese government doesn't want that. Maybe they will. Who knows? Maybe they'll figure out some way to enrich themselves and then uh, allow that to happen. I, I don't know. I wish it does happen. I, I wish that someone comes up with a hack and uh, allows that digital currency to be easily uh, exchanged into Bitcoin. But then it'll lose all value. Uh, I mean, everyone will try to get out of it and you know, offer millions of uh, yuan coin for just one Bitcoin. Okie dokie. Uh, yeah, May 12th, Bitcoin having. Get ready. If you're in China, if you're in the United States, if you're in Antarctica, wherever you are. By the way, retweet uh, my uh, clip of me outside being defiant. It's linked to below. People loving it. It's, it's only like a minute or two. You, it, for those of you with short attention spans, which is most of you. Uh, all right. <laughs> This is great news out of Wyoming. First of all, Wyoming uh, is a state that is still relative. They don't have one of. They don't have a stay-at-home order. Uh, I don't 
I don't believe they do. I know South Dakota doesn't. Anyway, which is right nearby. The Mountain West. All you people outside of America, well, maybe not outside of Canada, but <laughs> outside of North America, you don't know about the beautiful freaking Mountain West. I love it. I drove around Montana, Idaho, South Dakota, North Dakota. Some people say South Dakota and North Dakota are in the Midwest. Okay, it's on the border. Um, but uh, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, love it. Utah, Colorado, beautiful, beautiful places. And so the news out of Wyoming, and maybe I'll be spending a lot of time there uh, if, if this summer when the – when the states start to really uh, separate themselves to which ones are free and which ones are, are going to have draconian measures still, I'll choose the free ones. And I won't be the only one that's going free bird, Skinnerd, pound that like button. Now, Caitlin Long, she has this to say, and I am great that while the whole, so many people in so many states are panicking and, and locking themselves in their houses, the people in Wyoming are in motion. And Caitlin Long says, yes, Insurance companies in Wyoming will be able to invest in Bitcoin and crypto uh -oh. as of uh, July 1st, 2020. This is recently signed into law by Governor Gordon. Uh, most likely insurers will offer this as part of variable life policies rather than whole life since uh, NAIC capital charge will be high. Okay, BTC manager has an article about this, Wyoming insurers will soon be able to invest in crypto assets. So uh, it's, I, I think that's great. Insurance companies, but they, they have to be based in Wyoming, okay? Insurance companies, they've got a lot of money, okay? And they have to invest their money uh, and, and have that money make money for them. So just in case somebody has a claim, they can, they can pay them off and still be at a profit. Well, there is, there is a very interesting comment. So I, I'm glad they're going to be able to invest in Bitcoin now. Now, and, but, and gamble in cryptocurrency. <laughs> and someone in the, uh, the tweet thread, it's always good to read the thread, said, and other digital currencies won't end well for insurance companies. <laughs> yeah, it, in, imagine an insurance company, instead of in, in investing their funds in Bitcoin, they invest it in like uh, some altcoin flavor of the month, and then their holdings go down an incredible amount in in, in, in value, and then they have to pay off uh, claims and they don't have enough money. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be uh, – if you're an insurance company based in Wyoming, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Don't learn that the hard way with uh, other people's money. Speaking of altcoin flavors of the month, I noticed Chainlink – was a CoinDesk article about Chainlink. Now, I see Chainlink spam all the time in my comments. So I now declare for the month of April, I didn't read the article on CoinDesk. I don't need to read the article on CoinDesk because I don't care about Chainlink. Uh, it says that it outperformed Bitcoin. Okay. Thus, for April, Chainlink is declared the Bitcoin Meister altcoin flavor of the month. I've seen them come and go. I remember the IOTA days. Oh, yes. And now it's Chainlink month here in April. Pesach Sameach. Happy Passover on this last night of Passover. Remember, the Yisker service is tomorrow.
Moving on. <laughs> if, if, again, only do Yisker if you have lost a parent. Now, let us, uh, well, some people have other traditions, so I'm not going to hold you back if you've got some other tradition. Now, uh, we talked about the flavor of the month. Oh, let's talk about uh, fancy uh, graphs of the month. Now, I'm not, uh, people love the stock to flow model. And you know what? It will be great if that thing comes true. You can learn a lot from it if you read about it. Uh, but someone, there, there's a quote here. You're only, you're only going to delude yourself by getting too hung up on these models. You will be devastated if the stock to flow model fails. But Bitcoin's success is not dependent on some chart some guy drew. It will succeed in its own time, depending on how its popularity evolves. Okay. Um, I, I think you make a good point about uh, don't get too hung up on these models, okay? Wor don't worship the models. Don't put them on pedestals. There are some people that get carried away, and they do end up uh, disappointed. Like, uh, what was Palab? Uh, what was his name? Trav, dude, Trav. Parabolic Trav, whatever his name is. I can't even pronounce anything this late at night. Parabolic Trav. He had some model. And, you know, and uh, he disappeared for a while. But I give the guy credit, though. He definitely is a strong hand against this virus, at least. Um, all right. So, yeah, don't worship stock to flow. Bitcoin, is, Bitcoin doesn't care about models. How about that? sportsmeister.com if you want to hear 400 of my old videos audios videos translated into audio transformed into audio <laughs> all right oh yeah what's up with you dudes on social media making your profile pic you with your mask on you virtue signaling women all right I mean, that's all. I, when I see a dude with he, trying to show off on social media with his mask on, that's what I think. You compliant little. All right. Now, it's still really early in uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. This is a quote from uh, Tevano, who's a lady. Uh and I don't think she even has a mask on in her picture. Anyway, plea, people who live so deeply in crypto that they don't realize even the easiest apps are delusionally filled with made-up words normal people scream and run from. Yes, very good point, dudette. A lot of people are so deep in the crypto that when they make these supposedly easy apps – They've got all sorts of made-up words in them, and uh, people just run away from it. And they will never use the app because they just don't understand it. Uh, we we got we to make the user experience easier. Or, or you got it. It's not a we thing. It's a you thing. It'll happen. It'll happen. I think I've made this user experience pretty darn easy. <laughs> it's just sitting down and watching the guy speak English in a video. All right. But, no, I understand. It is, it is uh, early days where things are just, for, for normies, it, you can, they can get scared away easy. And, and not just normies, just for people with 
I just don't want to deal with technical terms and stuff. Uh, and Carl Benninger uh, talked about how the states, a bunch of state governors won a $500 billion bailout. And he says no. And I say no also. States, you guys chose to shut down your economies. Open them up and collect revenue again, okay? And collect the taxes. You chose not to get tax revenue through sales tax, through all sorts of stuff. Compete. Don't complain. Every state is an experiment. You failed in your experiment, and now you want a bailout. No, the federal government shouldn't be bailing out the states when the states chose to go down the paths that they, they, they went on, okay? They don't, they, they're lacking revenue because they shut down their economies. Personal responsibility, states. Uh, Carl Denninger also, I linked, he has been so right, so freaking right. I think this last part of the show is just going to be about market ticker, how freaking right it is, how Carl Denninger, he is a genius. Uh, and he says, he points out that this virus, without the nursing home deaths, I mean, the, 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 the death toll would be so much smaller, Okay. It is a disease that goes wild in nursing homes. And so instead of shutting down the whole economy, why don't you lock up the nursing homes and make it very hard for people to go in and out and, and track people there? And Okay? Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a huge nursing home disease. It's really a nursing home disease, okay? I mean, if you look at it, if you got rid of those nursing home numbers, oh, my Lord. And even with the nursing home numbers, it's not – people are like, it kills 1% of the people who get it. No, it doesn't. No, it, you'll see. You'll see at the end of the day what it is. Um, but it, all right. So, yeah. It, it'd be a lot easier for nursing homes to take measures than, uh, you know, not letting 27-year-olds uh, live their lives. Fitting in is overrated, baby. Fitting in is overrated. There are more and more people that aren't fitting in that are really uh, yelling – uh, speaking up on social media uh, against this kind of thing. I saw a Bitcoin person. I'm not going to name who it is. Um, he had a thread complaining about people not wearing masks. And there were some people that were like, yeah, let's tell on people. But but there were other people that were just like, oh, my God, they were so against this guy. It was great. It was great. Uh, and I praise the people in Michigan. There was a big protest in the capital of Michigan today against their uh, heavy-handed governess. She wants to be vice president. I mean, she, they're all trying to outdo each other. So she wants attention by, you know, shutting down her state uh, in, in like a most draconian way, more so than other states. And the people protested that stay-at-home order. They were line up, lines of cars honking, beautiful video, I linked to uh, an article about it below. I think the video is in there. You can find it yourself. Furious crowd gathers at Michigan Capitol to prote protest the state, and they were furious. Yeah, there were some uh, there were some optics issues there. I, I wouldn't. Uh, there were some questionable flags, <laughs> and uh, I you know, just there, there was people. But and that and, and so then there's some people on social media that you know pick up on the questionable optics and just. It becomes a distraction, but I, I praise the people in Michigan. I praise the sentiment, what they were trying to do, and they should be proud of themselves for 
causing quite a scene up there in the capital. What's it? Lansing is the capital of Michigan? I don't even know. <laughs> all right. All right. So $2,000 UBI. Uh, Pomp says a new proposal called the Emergency Money to the People Act would pay $2,000 monthly to every American over 16 years old. It would continue until employment reaches pre-virus levels. They have to do it or there will be social unrest, okay? Once they start, they'll never stop, though. That's a probably a good – so a Andrew Yang is just loving this. But Eric Voorhees says, for context, this would be $400 billion per month. This is more than the federal government currently spends on everything put together. <laughs> that pound that like button. That puts it. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand what Pomp says. If they start this, if everybody starts getting a two thousand dollar UBI check every month, I don't think they can stop. I don't think they can stop it. But uh, when you put it in perspective, it's uh, that alone would be more than the government spends every month uh, currently. It's just. It's just. On everything, we are entering uncharted government spending territory. It is quite a time to be alive, quite a time to be a holder of Bitcoin. I got a big smile on my face. Do you? <laughs> but I was outside today. I was running. Ran down to uh, Wilshire. I ran down the Wilshire, Wilshire Boulevard. All right. Where they're building, they're still building the subway there. People are like, public transportation will never be the same. Oh, you frick, grow up. People need, uh, th there'll be plenty of people, plenty of people right now are riding the subways, okay, in different cities. They have to work. They have to get money, okay? So people are going to weigh the, pro people weigh the pros and cons of being on uh, subways and, and public transportation all the time. Some, uh, I mean, you're dealing with disgusting people on there all the time. You can catch all sorts of diseases on there all the time. Um, so I'm not, I'm not a big fan of these uh, people saying life will never be the same. Life will never be the same for the wimps of the world. For the people who can weigh, <laughs> you know, risk. There's a risk when you walk out the door every darn day. For the people who aren't scared, at first they're going to be doing great. But I think eventually most people will come to their senses and be like, yeah, I'm not scared of catching diseases, okay? I got to make money. I got to live. But uh, I will say this. Some people think right now, they they love this fear because they want this. They think they're on a vacation from life. So they're promoting the narrative of like, oh, it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. These 80 percenters weren't very productive to begin with, okay? The unproductive class, they don't want to go back to work. They're still getting paid. They think... They think this can go on forever and ever and ever. It's just a vacation. They can keep on smoking their weed at home and, and post stuff on social media, trying to shame people. I don't know. You dudes are just becoming bigger and bigger government dependents, okay? Uh, but just keep that in mind. There are people that think they're on a vacation right now, and they don't want it to end. So they are adding to the hysteria for their own lazy reasons, their unproductive reasons. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Uh, this is from Francis Poulier. He says, Karenocracy. He defines Karenocracy as intolerant minority of virtue singlers that derive legitimacy from academics and advocate for more power and larger budgets for bureaucracies and politicians. Yep. 
that's uh, what a Karen would do under if, if the Karens ruled the world under a Karenocracy. All right, so a lot of sheep out there, they just drool and fall into a trance when they hear the magical word experts. Experts, the experts say, and they, they just fall in line. If, they, if CNN tells them that the experts say, they'll be like, oh yeah, it must be true. The experts say, whoever these magical experts, they never even say, how do you become an expert? Well, you're an expert when you call yourself an expert or when you get CNN to call you an expert or when you call get the Drudge Report or any media to call you an expert. So let's reveal what CNN said just a few days ago in this tweet. Despite evidence from infectious disease experts su suggesting otherwise, nearly 30% of Americans in a new Pew poll said they believe the novel coronavirus was likely created in a lab. So this was just two days ago. There was a poll and many people out there for some reason thought that the virus was created in a, a lab in China, despite what experts said, what experts said. Now, the funny thing is, is that I've been telling you for a while that Carl Denninger says, yeah, it pretty much looks like it was a, a Chinese lab attempting to create a vaccine for some type of coronavirus and they messed up. And instead of creating a vaccine, they created something that was like a disease and someone caught it and it spread, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So two days, and Carl Denner went into depth about how it was probably a messed up vaccine, but there have been plenty of people who are like, there are no bats in Wuhan, okay? There's definitely a, a place where they do experiments <laughs> and uh, it, it doesn't seem that out of the, the realm of possibilities that uh, a Chinese person was irresponsible and uh, created a virus by accident. Uh, but CNN said, uh, you know, they were implying that this was insane just two days ago. But today it comes out and you can read it on Fox. Uh, coronavirus, Wuhan lab. Uh, what's it say? The virus. Okay. That, that, yeah, that it's looking like. It came out of the lab. It people the, the, the United States government is now saying that yeah, it looks like it came out of the lab in China. It was made. It was it was made. It wasn't from a bat. I don't I don't really care how the darn thing was made. Okay, um, but I, I, my point in bringing this all up is because CNN this was so freaking wrong. But so many people still will think they're right because of experts. Experts said it was impossible, so it must have, it didn't really happen. No, experts said it couldn't be. All right. Uh, Gavin Newsom, I, I forgot to mention this. I think it was yesterday, said we were. everyone was uh, wondering what, what California was going to give a uh, plan about how they were going to get people back to work. And so all it was was him saying, well, in two weeks we'll know more. In two weeks I'll give you specifics, basically. So everyone's still a prisoner for the next two weeks. So typical of government. Give us a timeline, dude. Give us a, No, you'll get your timeline in two weeks. Just keep putting it off. Keep putting it off. So typical. So typical. Uh, and another thing Carl Denninger points out is that people in the media, the experts, the government, they keep moving the goalpost. Remember, we were supposed to flatten the curve. And, and, and the reason for that was not to overload the medical system. It was all about not overloading the medical system. 
And now the medical system is not overloaded at all. It, you know, there have been issues in New York, maybe, um, but it's not over. But now they're saying, no, we must stop anyone from getting the disease, from getting the virus. That's, but wait a second, everyone's going to get it eventually. So this goal is not attainable. This goal is not, there's not going to be a vaccine. In order for everyone not to get the virus, everyone's going to have to be shut down forever or be tracked like a China forever. Okay, so you've you've changed the goal. All right, the, the hospital system is not overwhelmed. That is clear. That is clearly has happened. So uh-uh, dudes, you're not getting away from moving. But most people are like, yeah, we, we, I'm scared of this. I'm scared of the virus. It's a killer virus. No, it's not. It's it's not. I mean, it's not fun to get a bad version of it. It's not fun to get a bad version of the flu. Okay. Um, but the goalposts have been moved. No doubt about it. No. So so bring it back. Like, wait, w- what happened to the hospital system not getting overloaded? We, we attained that goal. Let's get back to work, dudes. Okay, under the CARES Act, hospitals get paid 20% more by Medicaid if they classify their patients as having a principal or secondary diagnosis of COVID-19. Get ready for every hospital in America to pass off everyday coughing as suspected COVID-19. Of course, of course. They get paid 20% more by Medicaid. Of course, they're going to lie. And inflate the numbers to get more money and spare more people. Alex Berenson says, uh, I wanted to believe this was a joke or a hoax. And this is from North Carolina yesterday. Raleigh police calling a protest a non-essential activity and arresting someone for speaking out against the state's lockdown. But it is as real as Stalin. <laughs> Disgraceful. All right, so here's something that reminds us that so many people are bootlicking collectivists at their core and are big talkers, and but they can't walk the walk, and they want to fit in. So here it is from Buck Sexton. Is that his real name? <laughs> the speed with which so much of America has gone from don't tread on me to indefinite nationwide house arrest for everyone sounds like a plan without a people protest has been a remarkable and disheartening sight. Well, I won't say without a people protest, but yes, most people without a people protest, many people without a people protest have gone from don't tread on me to, you know, accepting indefinite nationwide house arrest for everyone. It sounds like a plan. All right. But uh, let me tell you something. Our hope is not yet lost. What we saw in Michigan today, what we saw in North Carolina yesterday, uh, the people up here, out here in uh, Twitter land, in Bitcoin land, who stand up for what they believe in, who take a stand, who don't give in the peer pressure, uh, who have conviction, and uh, will keep on talking the talk no matter how people try to silence them. All right. So never give up, dude. Conviction. We're one day closer. We're one day closer to an all-time high. Let me just check. Uh there's the shirt again. I know you guys like that. All right. Let me just check uh, the chat. I didn't even, I hardly checked it today. My bad. Oh, there were questions. Uh, how likely are people going to use their free fiat for crypto? Uh, I will say most people will not, but I think it's highly likely that uh, 
long-term, well, some people aren't going to like this. The more Bitcoin you have, the more likely you're going to be able, you're going to use your uh, fiat check for Bitcoin. Uh, I already did. I mean, I bought Bitcoin when we had the crash because I knew what, well, I, 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 I knew what I, that I was going to get the check eventually. I, I, who knows how many checks I'm going to get. So, uh, but yeah, there's going to, there's some people, uh, they can't, if you're a long-term thinker, you're, you're in a, in a, uh, financial realm where you're good to go. You got so many Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, needs are taken care of you you plan your future well that you can you can spend you don't need to uh you work for yourself probably uh you you don't need to buy it you know pay your rent you already are paying your rent you you aren't at a loss for money right now okay if you have a lot of bitcoin so you're probably gonna get more bitcoin okay you're long you're a 20 percenter so rick is this going to be something that gets new people in the bitcoin nah, not not too many very, it won't make a big difference in getting new people in the Bitcoin, but the likelihood of people using their government checks on Bitcoin increases by uh, a lot, depending on how much Bitcoin you already have. All right, dudes. Uh, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Uh, remember to subscribe to his channel, like this video, share this video, check out the links below. Yes, it's the backup channel, but subscribe to it anyway. Uh, and I'll say hi to you dudes in the chat. Good night. Aloha for all you people in Hawaii, right? There's a lot of you tonight. See ya.